Welcome to the Above and Beyond Recovery Podcast, where we explore recovery and its relationship to faith, family, work, community, and health. Hi there, my name is Amber, and I am one of the hosts of the Above and Beyond Recovery Podcast. We're so happy that you joined us. Uh, We're here to tell you a little bit about ourselves and what you can expect from the episode. So again, I'm Amber Didden. I'm Sean Ryan. I'm Brian Cuck. So why are we here, guys? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, we thank you for joining us. And we, as Amber said, we just want to talk a little bit and uh, have you get to know us a little bit. Uh, And really what above and beyond recovery really is. We're going to, over the coming future episodes, we're going to explore and try to find wholeness in the midst of what can sometimes feel very hopeless in addiction. And um, what we're going to be doing is we'll be bringing some guests and people that are trained very well in addiction Uh, to talk to us about the relationship between addiction and faith and family, you know, work and community, and then obviously personal health. So uh, we look forward to you joining us. And today we just want to talk a little bit about who we are and how our lives are connected to recovery and addiction. So I guess the first thing I wanted to start with is um, how were you first introduced to the concept of addiction recovery? And I'll start with you, Sean. Okay. Uh, Well, I would say I'm, I'm in recovery. Uh, which I, I think is a neat dynamic for our, our group here. Uh, I think I'm, I'm the only one actually in recovery, uh, but everybody has some type of interaction with recovery some way or not. Um, and and it's, it's interesting because when I was in my addiction early on, I didn't know what recovery was. There wasn't like this this billboard out there or this this uh, sign saying, okay, here's recovery, here's what it looks like, and here's how you get it. Uh, so... But once I found it and, and I understood what it was and, and how you can do it, I mean, it's radically changed my life forever. And, and I've been in recovery now for uh, about 11 years. So, yeah. I guess a question I have for you is when you first started becoming addicted mm-hmm. to substances, were there people in your sphere at all that had tried to become sober or tried to find recovery? like? When did you first start realizing that there might be something like maybe on the other side of addiction or beyond addiction or how did that like materialize for you? I mean, I think early on, you're not really thinking about recovery, you know, you're just thinking about the addiction and and it's kind of like taking you over, you know, and it's, it's causing you to change the person that you are, the way you act, the way you see things. Um, And, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So, so we're all there and, and our focus isn't, in the beginning anyway, let's get better. Because you don't even realize that you're that far gone until you're that far gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, though, as you as you progress through addiction and, and you start getting introduced to different types of people and, and your family starts to become aware and, and things start uh, getting a little worse, you, you start hearing this word, recovery, you know, or... or uh, programs or, or, or the type of help that can help you get out of what you're in. Um, and then eventually, once you start realizing that there's there's something, you know, outside of addiction and that there's actually like some way to get out of that, because eventually you want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, it's 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 neat and, and it's exciting. I mean, to, to be honest, you know, you, you, you enjoy it in some ways, but eventually it gets so out of hand that it becomes almost like hopeless. You feel like you're stuck. And then then that word recovery starts to kind of take its place in your life. Interesting. Yeah. So. How are Well, for me, um, I think one of the things I've heard about addiction is that it doesn't discriminate. Um, it affects all of us, yeah. you know, in some way. And I know that there's different levels of addiction. And uh, I would have always said, well, I never battled addiction, but I obviously did. You know, before I knew Christ, there were 
Um, times I experimented with things, and that was a level of addiction. But um, fortunately, you know, and we'll talk about faith a lot in this program, um, that had a big impact yeah. on my life and, and kind of helped me get to a different place. But uh, for me, you know, probably now also I've been in ministry over 30 years. So as you pastor, you are involved in the community and with many families. And I've had many, many talks about addiction. And I'll just say this, and I think it's important for our listeners to know this, um, I'm not even close to being an expert on addiction. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you try to deal with things like you are, that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. And that'll be one of the things that we try to do in this podcast is uh, find understanding of what addiction is about. Uh, so certainly I felt a lot of growth in that as a pastor. I've been a part of uh, Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge for many years on the board and serving, so I always had a heart for it. And then at some point, maybe in one of the episodes, I'll tell my story because my family, my boys, certainly my wife, uh, were greatly affected by addiction because we were hit head-on by a drunk driver, and uh, uh, she lost her life, and I lost my left leg. So uh, that was another whole, you know, dimension of uh, addiction's interaction with me. But uh, I can tell you this uh, in a good way: like there is wholeness to be found, yeah. uh, whether you're the one battling it or it's a family member that you love that's battling it. Uh, wholeness is very much a possibility. How about um, in your experience as a pastor, how often did people come into your office struggling with some kind of addiction? Well, I, my recollection of that would be in the 30 plus years was that a lot of times it doesn't happen right away. And, and I think one of the reasons is because of shame. I think shame really drives people away from saying, well, I don't want people to really know this. We're, we're trying to deal with it or we're getting a handle on it. Uh, and I think maybe if you're listening today, you may know someone that is battling addiction. I would just encourage you, don't, don't be ashamed of it. You know, uh, one of the things that we're going to try to do in this podcast is let you know that you're not alone. Uh, you're not the only one battling this. There are so many. And as we are hearing almost on a daily basis, there's a rise in addiction. So um, I was really grateful when people would come and then we could... Um, if they needed residential help, we could get them into a, a ministry and organization like Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, or if they just needed to talk with someone, if they just needed to have a conversation, maybe about their child or their spouse. Um, but I, I find it's great when you can just get to that point of most of like acceptance that, hey, this is a real thing in our life and we need to get some help. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was always encouraging when that would take place. Mm -hmm. Amber, I would say, like, I think it's important that you tell people, like, how you were introduced to recovery because you have a perspective that a lot of us don't. Yeah. yeah. So um, I grew up in a faith-based Christian home and was really fortunate to not ever really be introduced to drugs or alcohol at all. I, when people ask me, like, well, what was high school like? I'm like, nobody offered. Mm. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. I was like, all right. I just kind of, like, made it through without that. This is awesome. Um, and then I went to Bible college and I met my would-be husband and um, he was a graduate of Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, was in recovery. And that's really where I was first introduced to the concept of recovery or sobriety or, and of course I had heard those terms before, but I've never really met someone or known someone that was in that kind of space. Um, and so I started learning more about Teen Challenge and learning more about what it means to be in recovery. And uh, we got married, had been married for a couple of years, and I was working here at Teen Challenge part-time, and my husband suffered a relapse. And man, the only thing I had really been ex exposed to in recovery was almost this idea of you 
are in addiction, you get help, you're sober, and then especially sometimes in Teen Challenge, I hate to say this, but there's this idea that like you're good and you're always good. Mm -hmm. You will never relapse. Like you are rescued from it, which Mm -hmm. I think is true in a lot of cases, but sometimes people struggle. And that's okay. That's a part of the recovery process. Mm -hmm. So I was coming from that perspective of like, my husband is a graduate. He's never going to relapse again. Like that is in his ancient history and I don't really have to worry about it, you know? And then was like hit by this reality. Um, And so obviously it was a really difficult time, but I was working at Teen Challenge and was surrounded by these people that had the expertise and the understanding and the experience and were able to walk me through that. And if I could just ask, like, how important, what you just said right there, how important was that to you? Having that support, yeah. it was everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what I would have done. I, I would have been completely lost. And I think that's why I'm so excited to do this show is because right. I know there are a lot of people who either are very new to this idea, have a loved one that just started struggling or just entered recovery, mm-hmm. or they themselves are new to this process. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's someone at their job or someone at their church or someone, you know, a friend of a friend that just never has been exposed to these ideas before. Right. And um, I wish that I had had a podcast to listen to that right. was like, here's, you know, addiction and recovery 101. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think catching it like early, um, like for me, if, if people would have talked about being sober or recovery, if I had people like in my corner saying, you need to find recovery, you need to get sober, you know, maybe like that first year. I might have not went, you know, 18 years, close to 20 years of being in addiction where it could have nipped it in the bun a lot sooner, Mm -hmm. which I think that's why I value what we're doing here too. Uh, People can gather information, uh, good information from not just us, but from the people that we're going to have on the show and come up with a plan to try to help the person that they love or the person that's caught in addiction so we can get it before it gets gets too out of hand, you know. Yeah, and that whole idea of recovery being holistic like it's not just that you aren't using drugs anymore or your loved one isn't drinking anymore it's your relationship with god your relationship with your family how you're doing in the workforce Mm. are you making friendships and being a valuable member of your community how are you feeling physically and mentally Mm. your mental health you know all of those components can be part of Mm -hmm. recovery which is why we kind of went with that above and beyond name because it's above and beyond just what you think of just yeah. when you think of sobriety it's yeah. more than that. You know, when I, when I hear your guys' perspective, obviously as a pastor, uh, you know, in a community, one of the things I'm really looking forward to in this podcast for myself and our listeners is, is understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does uh, surprise me at times when I talk to uh, people in the community, business leaders, and, and certainly in the church. And I've heard it said to me uh, when I talk to them about it, they'll say, well, addiction really isn't a problem in, in, in our life or our church or our community. And I, I just want to call a time out there and say no, that that's really not the case because addiction is everywhere. But I think understanding, because I know I've personally appreciated, uh, I've been on the PATC team now for over a year and I've learned so much mm-hmm. about addiction that as a pastor, I really didn't understand. And I would always refer and try to get people and families the help that they needed uh, but we, I really hope that as we bring guests into this uh, podcast and you listen, that you're going to learn. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to learn things that will be helpful. You're going to learn you're not alone. You're going to learn that there is wholeness and there's opportunity for, for healing. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to our communities and leaders 
uh, learning about addiction because it's it's very much a part of our culture. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think that will help us greatly. Is there anything in particular that you are excited about going on like a deep dive? Like I would love to learn more about this. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, um, Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge is a faith-based, but also very clinical. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the help you can get in, a, in an organization like ours, uh, the medical, the detox, the clinical, but then certainly the faith and, and how addiction, what does the Bible say about addiction? And uh, so we're looking forward to having those conversations. And uh, so that would be one of the topics I'm really excited about. I was just reading the story about Noah after the flood, and he right. grew a vineyard, and then all kinds right. of nonsense happened. <laughs> and I'm, I really want to know yeah. about that. Right, right. <laughs> was that the first time we heard about addiction uh, in the Bible? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly right. And you know, and addiction really is through the church. I know mm. we often think drugs, alcohol, but uh, the addictive behaviors, the way you know, the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And a part of that creation is our minds and the way we think. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we'll bring guests on that can really talk about the mind and addiction and how we as, you know, fallen people, we're not perfect. And uh, we all have addictive behaviors. In that sense, I guess we're all in recovery mm -hmm. uh, because we need to. Uh, and I, I really love what the two of you have said. Um, it's a process. It's a journey. It's mm -hmm. not, I think one of the great things I've learned being a part of this ministry is that it's not step one, step two, step three, you're good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's individualized because people are people. You know, they broke the mold after they made us, mm -hmm. I guess. And um, I think it's the individualization of how we can get people the help they need. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really neat to hear you guys say that. Yeah, it, it is a process, but I would say it's like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, when you're in recovery, it becomes a lifestyle for you. It's kind of like an athlete. If you're an athlete, you have a certain lifestyle you live. Mm -hmm. So when you're in recovery, you have a certain lifestyle you live and you set up these these guidelines and these parameters for yourself. And, and mm -hmm. to find out how to do that, it's like uh, very empowering mm -hmm. um, that, mm -hmm. and that there's people who do it now and they can come show you how to do it. Um, and it really takes, you know, they say it takes a village to raise somebody. Well, it takes a village to help somebody through recovery. Like you said, people send uh, people to us and they say, mm -hmm. well, they're going to Pennsylvania Adult Teen Challenge. Uh, they love the Lord. They're perfect. My, my loved one's going to go there in a year. They're going to come out and, and it's over. But that's, that's not mm -hmm. always how it works. And uh, it takes the professionals, obviously, right? And, and, and we know what we're doing and we're going to give these things. But it takes uh, family members, mm -hmm. you know, and the church, the local church and everybody mm -hmm. working together. Uh, on the same page, building this lifestyle of recovery for for that person. So. Yeah, and I love um, you know the mission of of Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. It's it's not just sobriety. That is a major piece, obviously, but it's wholeness. And you know, Amber, maybe you could reflect on that as as what you see. Obviously, it relates to some of the topics we'll talk about. But what helps create that wholeness in the people that we're both men and women that we're trying to get. The help that they need. Yeah, I think it ties into what Sean was saying just about the whole community, that idea of like it takes a village to raise a child or to help somebody mm -hmm. into a lifestyle of recovery. And I, like you said, I, that's what I appreciate about PATC, but it's also what I appreciate about what we're trying to do in the show, which is show people that it's more than just one element. It's right. more than just um, 
the physical health component or the clinical piece. Right. You are an entire being with a spirit and a body mm-hmm. and a soul. And, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, you need nourishment in all of those areas. And I think the community piece is really important too. Like how can churches help? How can hospitals help? What can our communities do to better support people who are trying to find mm-hmm. recovery? Well, and I loved what you said that when you were going through that season of that, you, the support meant so much to you. And I, I often say as an amputee and I use a cane, um, we all lean on something, you know, we really think about it. Um, and so I think, you know, other people and certainly God and certainly people that can bring help and understanding to us about addiction is really important to help us, you know, take that path to recovery where we need to take it. Who are you guys hoping finds the show? I honestly hope that uh, that young people find the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't actually start using till I was probably 19, but that's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. And um, if if I wish that I would have known what I know now, then Don't you, we all? yeah, I mean, you, all, you you know, you always hear your parents say that, right? Or some older person like, if I only knew what I knew that, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. you're like, yeah, whatever. But it's true. That would be a whole episode. <laughs> it's true, but you know, I hope I hope uh, young people find it. Um, and they hear a story, whether it be mine or whether it be yours or the people we have on, um, and they grasp this concept of recovery, that there's hope, um, and, and how bad life can turn if they stay on that path, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because, you know, the, the next generation is young people. I have young children. I have a 24-year-old son, a 22-year-old son. I have a 14, 13, 12. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we have a – my quiver's full. Um, <laughs> right. and, and, you know, there's a lot of, of – of, young people out there that are going to be this next upcoming generation. And I, I don't want them to fall into the same traps that I fell into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amber, what about you? Who, who do you hope? Obviously this? family members. I hope that people who are family members of people in recovery or in, in addiction find mm-hmm. what we're doing here and that we are helpful to them. I really want us to be a resource and a guide to people that don't really know where else to turn for mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. I think for me, um, and I, those are great topics, and I was thinking as we were talking about it, but I'm thinking of community. I'm thinking of, you know, you think of how addiction affects business and it affects schools. Uh, I know when I pastored, there were school districts that were really battling, you know, problems with addiction and, and young students that were battling heroin or fentanyl or those mm-hmm. things. And so I'm hoping that um, this will serve in a lot of ways to help bring understanding to our community and leaders and from their perspective can be guests that will give a lot of insight because we're all, we all can make a difference. Uh, when we talk about wholeness, it's, I mean, thank God for organizations like this, but really in your community and your family, you really can make a difference as well. So I'm looking forward to leaders being a part of it and uh, growing in their understanding of it. And also I'll add one more. I, I hope people that don't have any experience with addiction find us because yeah. I, I know one thing that I've learned is that, and like you were saying, everybody's in recovery from mm-hmm. something, you know, right. but there are so many concepts that go along with the recovery journey that can apply in so many areas of mm-hmm. life. And I also think that a lot of people might listen to this thinking mm-hmm. like, I don't know anybody in mm-hmm. addiction or recovery and then start thinking like, actually, I do, <laughs> I do. Yeah. or you might encounter somebody at some right. point and have yeah. some tools to know how to help. Yeah. Uh, you know, my wife and uh, she's with Christ now, obviously, but my boys and I, we talked about it like our stories were completely different. I grew up without Christ. She uh, God miraculously delivered her from M&Ms and Kool-Aid at a very early age. It was just amazing how he just he broke that. But So if you are listening, again, I, I 
doubt that there would be hardly anyone that would ever tune in that doesn't know someone who's battling addiction. And I think it will be helpful to understand that. So real quick, why don't you tell uh, everybody what you do here at Pennsylvania Teen <laughs> Challenge? Well, I'm the vice president of marketing. Okay. What do you do here? I'm the vice president of business development. And Brian, what do you do here? I'm the vice president of development, which involves uh, spiritual formation teams as well as advancement. And so just to give a shout out to all of our donors, again, that are a part of yeah. bringing wholeness to those who find themselves caught in the battle of addiction uh, they're giving, they're praying, uh, their support, they're being a part of it. So we're really grateful for that. Yeah. And Amber didn't tell you that she's the brains behind this operation yeah. here. You know, here in the show notes. Uh, yeah. I'll totally cite myself on that. Well, edited but, by, produced by. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. she, she did a lot of work to get this thing together. So thank you, Amber. Yeah, That's okay. right. And Sean and I have no expertise in that, but. Nope. Um, <laughs> they sat very patiently yep. while we set everything That's up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> while we worked through some challenges. Yeah, That's right. That's right. But how exciting for episode one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, Amber, as you would kind of wrap us up, where do you see us going here in the future episodes and some of the topics we might be covering? So as the brains behind the operation, yeah. I have created a master spreadsheet of every episode topic that we're planning on mm -hmm. discussing. Uh, and we do have some really awesome guests lined up. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the topics that I'm really looking forward to are relapse prevention, we are going to do like an addiction in the Bible mm -hmm. episode. So hopefully I get my Noah questions answered. Um, and also one that's really good is relapse. Did I say relapse prevention? Yes, you did. I did say that. Yeah. Sorry. So yeah, those are some ones that I think are going to be great. We're going to do an episode or two about um, women's issues in mm -hmm. addiction because I know that's very different. Um, a lot of women have more challenges when it comes to childcare and what to do right. with their children while they're in treatment. So mm -hmm. We'll talk about some of that. How about you guys? Any? I'd say, yeah, there's a couple. I think the the uh, have talking about MAT. Mm -hmm. I think uh, what is MAT? Uh, medically assisted treatment. So to say, because I'm new at yeah, TC, yeah. and so some of the acrostics, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. going to call a timeout, and we're going to say, what is MAT? What's yeah. AMA? What is yeah. DDAP? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. We're going to give you a lot of those little things, and you're right. going to be very confused, but we'll do our best to try to explain what they are. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's such a controversial topic, especially in the faith world, mm -hmm. right? In the world of Christianity, mm -hmm. you hear these these terms, and people are like, oh, you know, and I think it's important to, to get some understanding of, of where they fit and how they should be used. We're not, we don't want to replace Christ. We know he's the epicenter of everything, but we want to use the tools that we can for certain people to try to make sure that we provide the right treatment for the right people to get them to the same place that we would get somebody else who doesn't use them. Uh, that one, and I'm excited for uh, the alumni, uh, yeah. you know, spotlights or the uh, testimonial videos because there's nothing more powerful than hearing somebody's story, uh, what they went right. through, where they came through, because that person Such can, a big part. yeah, that person can relate to someone much better than I may be able to, or you be able to, and and it just touches so many more people, and it's always just good for me to hear that, you know, because so, you know, yeah. some days. You know, you, you're you're tired and you're worn out. You just need to hear that story, and it just re revives your faith, and yeah. it just you know brings you back to a point where you're like, all right, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I would just say to our listeners, just based on what Sean just said, like we all have a life story. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I, I share often as I'm out ministering in churches or businesses, universities, is uh, we're not just you know we're just not numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, every number has a name, every name has a story, and every story matters to God, and so. I think that is an important piece mm -hmm. when we hear stories of people that 
are on that journey into wholeness that have, you know, maybe where their life was, you know, a man or woman, you know, two or three years ago, they're in a different place. Mm. And so that's, that is really exciting to hear. And we're obviously going to talk about what does the Bible say mm. about addiction? What's the history of addiction? It's not a new thing. Uh, addiction has been around. It's, you know, uh, so it'll be interesting to, to take a deeper dive into some of those uh, discussions. And again, it, to me, I, I guess one of my leadership signatures is a learner. And I just enjoy learning. And this is certainly something, whether it's family or parenting, um, it's going to be exciting to learn some of those things as we cover those topics. Yeah. So here's a question for you, really. If someone was watching right now mm -hmm. and they were like, listen, I, wa I, I'm, I want to get in recovery right now. I'm already excited about mm -hmm. it. What would they do? They can call us at Pennsylvania Adult Teen Challenge at 844-888-8085. That number is also in our show, mm -hmm. show notes if anybody needs help. Right. And they can go to our website, too. Go to our website, paatc.org. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And I, I would also say, you know, and again, it's exciting, the outpatient opportunities that yeah. uh, Lebanon County, Lancaster County, and a lot of our spots, and Sean would know even better, like, the Naaman Center, just if you want to have a conversation, again, maybe you're personally not battling it, but you know someone. Maybe you've got a son or daughter or spouse, someone that uh, would just like to get some insight. We certainly have the Naaman Center. Mm -hmm. So maybe, again, explaining, yeah. tell us what the Naaman Center is. Well, that's know? a great, I think, show topic. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we put that down, but mm -hmm. what are levels of care, yep. right? right? You know, most people have no idea what you're talking about when you start explaining these levels right. of care. So we'll explain the name and center. Name and center is an outpatient level of care. So, mm -hmm. you know, there are people who have uh, children and they're working and they're battling with addiction, uh, but they can't just stop. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are they going to do with their kids? Who's going to watch their kids? How are they going to pay for everything? Right. So the name and center offers this kind of time where you can come to one of our centers. We can counsel you through some things. We can work through uh, your addiction. We build treatment plans. We can provide MAT services if needed so that you can continue on with your life, but at the mm -hmm. same time, receive a certain amount of treatment every week, mm -hmm. right? So you can still take care of your kids because they're in school or you got to go to a job, you got to pay the rent. Uh, so we, we offer that service as well, which is great for, you know, I'm a Teen Challenge lifer. You know, when I graduated, we didn't have any of this. Um, so it's neat to see all these different levels of care. And I really think we should make that one of our topics and we can discuss yeah, these levels sure. of care so that when people uh, are trying to call in and they're, they're hearing all this stuff, they know, you know, what, what we're talking about. Uh, so one of the things we want to do on our show is we want to close with a wholeness habit. So mm -hmm. something that we're doing in our everyday life that we're trying to um, make a habit so that we have wholeness in our life in those areas of faith, family, work, community, and health. So what is your wholeness habit this week? Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting, even just hearing you guys talk earlier, uh, especially Sean said it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how many times when pastoring a church, you know, you're going to make a New Year's resolution and I'm going to read through the Bible and you hit February and you get the second Chronicles and it's just over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you've read the Bible 18 times, yeah, the yeah. second Chronicles. Chronicles you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I really think about lifestyle as it relates as an amputee, you know, you know being less active. I was a racquetball player and as Sean said, an athlete for much of most of my life. Uh, so what I'm eating, always being aware of that, you know, reading the labels and saying, eh, I don't know, um, reading and growth. Cause again, we are physical, we're spiritual, we're emotional. Mental health is a big part of it. Uh, two things I'm reading a lot right now in the Bible. I'm reading about the life of David, which I love that the old Testament narratives, which are powerful. 
Uh, I'm doing reading on books, uh, reading a book right now called How We Love. It's on relationships. And again, addiction affects all those relationships, whether whatever it would be. Uh, and so that's been good. And, and one of the practices that, I'm, that I work on, uh, and I wasn't always this way. I tend to be a type A. I don't stop and smell the roses. I want to plant more roses. Mm -hmm. So solitude mm -hmm. has become a big deal for me. And I'll just sit on my back deck and um, just have some solitude, just quiet. No iPhone, no iPad, no email, no TikTok, no Facebook, just me and just the birds chirping and the clouds moving. And I find that very powerful. It's yeah. obvious that Brian has no kids at his house. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I'm enjoying that, Steve. I love on the grandkids. Yeah, yeah. I shoot a little whipped cream in their mouth before they go. That's a tradition. And I say, see you guys later. Yeah. And I have solitude. So it's a beautiful season yeah. of life, Sean. That's great. But you have to part your hair like I do, mostly. Yeah. As you're saying that, I heard my kids in the background running around fighting and yelling like, okay, I can't wait for it's that a part. It's season of life. That's right. yeah. I felt like I was in a meditation, like mm -hmm. a guided meditation. After you were done talking, I was like, I feel so relaxed just thinking about it. Yeah, I was there for about Lower three your seconds. shoulders and take a deep yeah, breath. And yes. then a basketball went flying by my head and it broke my window or something. So. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so. What's your fullest habit, Sean? Oh, so and this, we're doing this weekly. Sure. Okay, which is good because this one might last about a week. We'll see because I am trying to do some physical exercise. So I nice. got the treadmill. It's at literally in my bedroom. So I can go from the bed to the treadmill, <laughs> trying to make that an easy transition. You don't have uh, laundry hanging on it or anything. Uh, it's not, not like... Yet. Okay, this morning there was a towel hanging on it, okay. right? but just one piece of, you know, one towel. Uh, so well, I Honesty is where it starts. That's right. We're, we're in recovery now. Lifestyle right. here. That's Lifestyle. Right. There we working go. through these things. Um, so I'm trying to walk, you know, about 15 minutes in the morning. Uh, I try to pace myself, and then I try to do a little incline to get some extra work. I take my little dumbbells, and while I'm walking, I try to do some curls and that. I have some bands I set up in the bedroom as well right there. Wow. You know, I have some mats in the bedroom that I can My do things. Do you have the... You still, have no. the, you still have the bed in your bedroom? I do, I do. Okay, I actually, my wife is actually, she's she's doing it with me. Oh, so wow. it's kind of like we're doing it together. Now, next week this could totally change, but for now. Like when you're stretched out in the bed, can you just pull the band like that, like right when you wake up? <laughs> it's, not that, it's, it's not that close. Uh, that's a great idea, though. Um, this is the help you're going to get. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, make, mount the band over <laughs> where you sleep. You can do it. That's right. Um, so that, and uh, one thing, though, that, Lifestyle-wise, though, which would never change next week or the following week, is, and you have your solitude. I do have my solitude early in the morning. That's I will good. say that I get up before everybody wakes up, and I spend time with God. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I open up my Bible, I have my devotionals, and I just spend some time with God in quiet. Yeah. I read, I learn. It has become one of my. It's it's the most important thing I do in my you day. Miss it if it doesn't happen. That's right, and it affects me if I don't. I right. mean, if I don't do it, like. I can tell during the day that I didn't do it, like, and I have to stop what I'm doing and do it. Um, but that's part of the lifestyle change, and that's, that's something, right. one of those guidelines I built in my life a long time ago. And You're I said, not just checking the box. It no, means something it to means me. Something it means something to right. me, yeah, and it, is, it's, it has changed my life drastically. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's my consistent one. For this week, though, my uh, second one is the the physical exercise. So bands in the Bible, what about bands you? Bands in the Bible, hey, Amber. So mine is this book, I brought it in because it's very pretty. Uh, it's by Kelly Fabian, it's called Sacred Questions. And I like it because it prompts you with some really um, deep questions about spirituality and faith. Mm. So she starts with a passage from the Bible and then gives you some really mm. deep prompts that are different from like, how can you apply this in your life? Mm, you right. know, it's really um, stuff to chew on. 
And so that's been my habit. And yeah, I have gotten into the habit of starting my day with it. And, um, and I do miss it when I don't. That's good. Yeah, that's really powerful. Awesome. Not that I'll give a mini sermon every episode, but think of how many, <laughs> how much of Jesus' ministry was affected by questions and interruptions. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always a script and a plan yeah. and a sermon, but it was just when the, the questions were brought to him or an interruption or, um, and it was a great moment of teaching. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's powerful. Yeah, that's good. So uh, here's a quick question. Yeah. Now that we're doing this mm-hmm. and people might be watching, a lot of technically challenged people, you know, are going to be trying to get involved and see what's going on. How do they find the show? Like, how, how would I find the show yes. right now? We are going to make this as easy as possible, which means that we're probably going to annoy our audience with how many places they're going to find us. But uh, we will be posting each video episode on YouTube, so you can mm-hmm. follow us on YouTube. Um, we will also be posting it wherever you get your podcast. So if that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, it'll be on there. In the show notes of this episode or the mm-hmm. comment section, I will post links to where you can find us. So you can listen to us on audio, on your commute, on your way to work, or you can watch us on video if you so choose. Nice. And I would say this to our listeners. You know, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So if this has been a help to you or some future episodes are a help, then share it with friends, share it with some of your family. And uh, that's a great way to uh, to love others. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say too, is that if you have any questions or if you're like, I would love to learn more about this in a future episode, mm. please email us at above beyond at paatc.org. So that's above beyond at paatc.org. You can leave a comment in the comments as well with your questions. We would love to help answer them. And we've had multiple closings today, just like the Apostle Paul when he wrote Philippians. <laughs> or a traditional AG pastor. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but Amber, why don't you just close us out and uh, with whatever you want to say. But I'll just say thanks for listening today. We look forward to being with you in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited for this journey and can't wait to bring you along with us. Wow. Bam. Yeah, that was that was shorter than the pregame. Let's try that again, please. That was shorter than the pregame. Yeah, right. It was good. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. The Above and Beyond Recovery Podcast is a production of Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge. If you or a loved one needs help with addiction, call us now at 844-888-8085 or find us online at paatc.org. That information is also in our show notes. Join us next time as we continue the conversation.